How is everybody doing? Good afternoon, good evening, good morning. Shout out to all my early birds. Shout out to all my third shifters. I done did the graveyard shift before. It sucks. Keep doing what you're doing. I've been working on my podcast uh, as much as I could today. You know, I watch my little girls, so I don't have much time. I, I, so starting this podcast thing, it, it ain't that easy. Shout out to all the podcasters. By the way, I'm drinking some wine right now. It's white wine. I don't know what kind it is. My wife poured it for me, so I just drink it. Mm. Uh, dope, dope, dope first episode. I couldn't have asked for anybody better. My wife volunteered uh, uh, to be interviewed for the Journeyman Chronicles. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Listen. I uh, like I said, I'm learning as I'm going. I'm learning on the fly here. The audio in this interview could have been a lot better. I'm just going to throw that out there now, uh, and I'll work on that as I go along. So please forgive me. Bear with me. I'm green at this. I'm new. I'm a rookie. Uh, any feedback, I'll take it because I want to build on this, and I don't plan on uh, having these issues much longer. I'm gonna keep getting better. And so with that, let's just get right into it. Episode one of the Journeyman Chronicles will be with my wife, Alexandra Arroyo. She is a uh, nurse manager for home care. And her journey is something that I've always uh, enjoyed listening to. And I hope you do as well, which is why I asked her to be on the podcast. Journeyman Chronicles, episode one. Let's go. Let's try this again. I feel like we're going to do this all over again. Okay. Maybe. I'll switch up the ca- I'll switch up the questions. I don't know. Having the same questions isn't bad. Maybe I'll have better answers. Forgive me. Let me get comfortable here. Okay. The Journeyman Chronicles is a podcast that I'm devoting my time to in order to entertain myself. No, I'm just joking. So what I wanted to do was I wanted to uh, create a podcast interviewing the everyday Joe, the everyday Joanne, Uh, not a celebrity, not that I have that kind of pool, obviously, but a lot of the podcasts that I'm listening to interviews with celebrities. I wanted to interview the everyday people, people that are doing things that they love doing. And I want to know how did they do it? How'd they get from that point to this point? And so I'm interviewing my wife because she is, without a doubt, one of the most inspirational people in my life. And when I met you, you were you were being a boss. <laughs> you were doing the boss shit. I don't know about that. Yeah. Let's talk about let's talk about nurse life. Can I call it nurse life or is that sure. like degrading? Absolutely. No. I don't want to be. Hashtag nurse life. Hashtag like, nurse life. Hashtag it all the way. Alexandra. Yes. My name nurse. is not Joe or Joanne. <laughs> I am Alexandra nurse. <laughs> this is um episode zero one. <laughs> I've, 
I'm, I'm, I am green as green can get. My apologies. You know, and I'm each the f- episode I'm doing an intro, so I'm already, I'm already going to have a nice dope ass in, uh, introduction for you. You just didn't hear it yet. Oh, okay. Okay. But I yeah, thought but my intro said, was I, I was an everyday Joe and Joanne. My wife, Alexandra. That is me. Foxy lady. My foxy lady. Let's talk about um, your journey because these are the Journeyman Chronicles. My see. journey. So I let's agree. talk about your journey. You got into nursing uh, at what age? What? How old were you when you decided, you know what, I want to be a nurse? I was in 11th grade of high school. Okay. I wanted to be a nurse because my grandfather was very sick and we decided that it was time for him to go on hospice. And the hospice nurses were absolutely incredible. And they they inspired me to become a nurse. And then fast forward to graduating from high school, I decided that I wasn't going to be a nurse and that I was going to be a radiology technician. Okay. And I actually started doing prerequisites for that. And one day I was literally cleaning out my drawer in my room and found my nursing school application that I never filled out. And I literally stopped dead in my tracks and was like, what am I doing? That's all it took. That's all it took. You just saw. And I remembered, I remembered that I was on the wrong path and that my path was to be a nurse. If you, uh, and we're going to get into nursing here, but if you had not gone to school to be a nurse, what would, what would you be doing? Was, um, there, was there ever something else that you were like, uh, hot, like you felt it in your gut or was it when you, as soon as you saw that application, you were like, oh, there it is right there. I mean, trophy wife wasn't an option. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I got no problem calling you my trophy wife. That, that's, uh, that comes easy. And my dad wanted me to be a teacher. I, I probably would have entertained being a teacher. Yeah. You know, like. All teenagers, I had all these, you know, wonderful ideas that I was going to be, I don't know, an interior designer or a fashion designer and that I wanted to be a doctor. Sure. And ideas that bounced around yeah. but never really. But nursing is what, um, what really always, what I gravitated to. And actually, little known fact the name Alexandra or Alexander means helper of mankind. And I ended up being a nurse. There you are. There, look yeah. at you. I was destined. You are destined. Was... You were and you are. You got a lot more coming. <laughs> um, you are wound care certified. I am. So let's talk about that. Because. Ooh, I love let, it. Let me start this by saying. <laughs> when I met you. You had no problem talking about some things <laughs> while I ate. And some things haven't changed, but you, you obviously don't do that anymore because I, I had to keep reminding you. But Remember when it was recertifying and I was doing the yeah. online schooling yeah. and you would walk by and I was doing it at like the kitchen table? Yeah, the listener needs to know that my <laughs> wife has no problem uh, looking at wounds. And eating a steak. And eating a steak. But God forbid if you sneeze and uh, snot rocket. Cause keep that shit to yourself. If if you throw up, she's gonna. If I'm if I'm gonna go take care saying, of your wound, I'm gonna be ready and I'm gonna have gloves and stuff on. Versus people that are coughing and hacking and sneezing and not right. being careful. It's Boss gross. status 
101, but don't touch me with your snot, snotty fingers. No, oh, that's but we disgusting. we can look at pictures of open keep, wounds. And, keep your germ posse self to yourself. Okay, so we're talking about wound care certified. Mm-hmm. You are wound care certified, so that means that you are you are able to look at something and go, there's a problem there You're, in regards to a wound. You can look at that and recommend exactly what needs to be done just I can. by looking at it. I can. Now, caveat to that is I am a nurse, not a physician, so I would always need a physician to sign off on that. But sure. I am often That was nice of you. Asked. You don't have to say that. I mean, I, I do. I mean, you're, you're giving props. So physicians got, they need to sign off. On right. Your... They need to sign off on my recommendations. Gotcha. But I do often get requested to consult on patients or to give recommendations on what that wound is looking like and what that patient might need. Um, and then I zoom it over to the doctor and they sign it. What got you into wound care? Home health, which is my second passion. So I was actually a home health nurse as a licensed practical nurse before I was a registered nurse. And as a licensed practical nurse, I started doing home health and my favorite patients were the wound patients. Why? I love to see the progress. Oh, so you like... I can physically... Like, there's so many disease processes where, like, like when people have heart disease or lung disease... I'm like, already having an upset stomach. Go ahead. Like, <laughs> this is how this is how badass you are, and I give you your props, because you said processes, and and I just was like, wow. You, have, you see it from the beginning to the end. Right. Or in the middle, like, you know, when patients have wounds for a long time and they're trying to figure it out. Like, I had a guy that had, like, a black toe forever and he was just taking care forever? of it. Forever? By, by putting it in whiskey. And what do you mean? I told him he was better off drinking the whiskey. Well, he was taking care of it on his own. Than putting his toe in the whiskey to try to heal it. What are we talking about right now? I know, it's gross. He it's was okay. taking care of his own black toe. Well, yeah, it was black, and he was just trying. It was gangrenous. Okay, I shouldn't say it was black. I'm just trying to use the no, no, yeah. like a lay term I mean, for you. It, gets, it, gets, it was gangrenous. It gets, sure. And, okay. And, and he was taking care of it with whiskey. Yeah, he was dipping his toe into That's whiskey every day. Abuse right there. That's what I said. I mean, I can understand a little. That's spritz. exactly what I said. I was like, "You're literally better off drinking the whiskey than dipping your toe into it." Well, I'm, I'm a whiskey drinker, by the way. I'm so. gonna take a swig of this. Truly, they're not sponsoring this. Podcast, oh, truly plug. Hopefully, uh, hopefully they hear this. I need to, I need to wash my mouth out because the thought of, <laughs> ugh, gangrenous toes. <laughs> so you love seeing the process. You love so seeing- yes. So I love seeing like with other disease processes. Sometimes you only see like the signs and symptoms, whereas hmm. with a wound, you actually see the wound, and you can actually visualize whether it's getting better or worse or it's staying the same and there's like measurements and cold hard like data that you're looking at versus having somebody say do you feel more short of breath today than you did yesterday sure okay yeah it's more concrete so you like with no pun intended you like getting your hands dirty right i mean not really dirty because i have gloves on fair enough yes yeah god thank you Oh yeah, I've I've had I've had taking care of wounds I could fit my whole forearm into. See, I forgot it. Yeah, you're right. You did tell me that one. So dope. Um, where? I mean, it's dope when you can heal that. Where you're like, I need to put my forearm 
is it to gauge it or to you literally have where are you going in a human body that you can fit your that one was an abdomen the forearm yeah like but your hand is she she has sur- she has surgery and okay, her so, her okay. incision open sure. split open okay and like my whole forearm could fit in wow. and then there was like all these like like they're called tunnels they're like like hallways like it's almost like a hallway that would like shooting off off of her big wound wait what do you mean a hallway you know like you have a hallway to connect like but what are, are we are we talking about inside in her, her wound abdomen? yeah oh, like wow. so she had like so... the big gaping wound and then she had like all these little hallways that were like shooting off her wound that went into different directions okay we had to make sure those got healed first before the big one and Otherwise, this is this was something that uh like something like that this goes back to home care or is it uh so so my passion came or i i grew to learn about my passion in home care because i was in the home taking care of patients that were dealing with these wounds and those are my favorite patients and a lot of nurses like you either love wound care or you hate it and okay, nurses yeah. like around the world they, they know it like they either love it or they hate it sure and the nurses they hate it they just they want nothing to do with it and i was always like send me there wow. sign me up and um, I actually got my wound certification later on as, as an LPN. I actually went from there to work at a wound center. And I loved working at the wound center. I learned so much. And I met the such... wound center here in Lancaster. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Just shout out, shout out to uh, the wound care center in Lancaster. Yes. Lancaster City. Yes. Actually, both of them. I worked, I was employed by both of them by L, by LGH and, and also. The one by Heart of Lancaster. Was, Shout out to both of those yeah. peoples. And I have a, a lot of great friendships and relationships that that have developed. Okay. We're like a like a like we're like our own little society. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Like, a bond. We're like wound nerds. You're like the Goonies, but you're putting your hand in and forearms into yeah. people's abdomens. Yeah. Um Okay, so I had a guy ask me out on a date when I was literally knuckle deep into his butt wound oh. and he asked me out for dinner i was like mm, i don't know if we're gonna do that wow but thanks i mean i figured i guess he's just I like, like Look, i gotta look, shoot, right. you're I confident. shoot my shot right now yeah you're confident this is, you're seeing me at my at my most vulnerable state right I mean, and he was like so you want to go out all, to dinner it's uphill from there and I guess. that's how he was looking at it well you how worse can you see him in your relationship you I had mean, your knuckles in his ass it could be worse um, okay, so you've got your wound care certification, and you're very passionate about it, and I know that firsthand because I'm, I'm married to you, and, and when it comes to wounds, and of course I've got my fair share of scratches and cuts and um, some things that I, I have yet to go to the doctor to get checked, you're very on top of it, you want to make sure that this isn't happening, and that's not happening, and I have to be honest, as much as... Um, I could never do what you do, and as much as sometimes I'm like, oh my God, stop talking about it. I am very grateful that you have uh, this ability and this this passion for it because I can't tell you how many times the kids have something. I'm just like, just wait till Alexandra gets here. <laughs> just wait because she'll look at it. Meanwhile, the kids are like, oh my God, I hate having a mom or a stepmom that <laughs> is a nurse because I can never get out of going to school. Yeah. I'm like, nah, your nah. temp is at 100.5. Get to school. Yeah, we got like one of those, like, uh, those, 
thermometers that just scan your forehead. I'm like, those. I, I need something more legit, babe. I need like, uh, put it in my. Put you want me to put it in your butt? No, in my mouth. That's like, the most legit. No, 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 babe. Come on. Okay, no, no, nothing. That is the most legit way you to take it. I mean, now see, now you're trying to get a rise out of me. No, 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 no. I don't want anything in my butt. I'm talking about just like you know. The Truly's cheap. like not sponsoring anymore. Yes, they were about to send Truly us a contract. Just their sponsor. <laughs> Sponsorship. Way to go. Um. Anyway, so from there, I went to go work at the Wound Center and love that. And then ended up as an RN going back into home health. And then did that for um, quite some time. I had other jobs before as an LPN. Um, but the, 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 the majority of my career was in home health or in wound care. And um, after I got my RN, I went back into home health. Um, which I really love. Also a very black or white job. Like you either love it or you, or you hate it. And the nurses that love it stay and the nurses that hate it, they go. There's, there's no gray area. Um, can, but, you, can you explain real quick to anybody that's listening? What is LPN? What is RN? Um, so an LPN is a licensed practical nurse and an RN is a registered nurse. And then from your RN, you can be an RN with an associate's degree, a bachelor's degree, a master's degree, or a doctor's degree. Okay. Um, and I was an LPN and then went on for my RN. And then from there, I got, um, I when I went for my RN, I got my associate's degree and then actually just finished my bachelor's degree at December 2020. Yes. Yes, you did. You are um, you are now a woman that is wound care certified. You are you've got your bachelor's. Um, the the thought of masters is that's always been my end goal. That's the end game for you, and you you're still there. With I don't it, know. Or? I don't know if I am, and you know, I, I, I'm, I, I struggle a lot, or have been struggling a lot for the last several years with, um, just seeing how healthcare has evolved and how much um, insurance and politics dictate the moves that we make as healthcare clinicians, and mm-hmm. I find that extremely frustrating. Um, sure. You know, I think that you know we're trained. Um, and we're expected to always be on the spot and to always do right by our patients. But then you have this whole political yeah. and financial side of it that's like, we want you to do everything you can, but wait a minute, right. that's too expensive. Let's rethink this. Or wait a minute, that patient is costing way too much in healthcare dollars. What what are we doing here? Um, and I find that really really i find it really frustrating to have some health care or some health insurance person telling me or telling a physician what they can or cannot do with their patient how much is that like exhausting um i mean i, I it's got to be exhausting oh my god it is to be that that passion i literally just had a patient that i had to work so hard on trying to figure out what we were going to do with them because they have an open wound that needs a specific type of wound care. And because they've had their wound for so long, even though it's been making progress, the insurance said, that's not considered skilled anymore. You, We're not paying for it anymore. And I work for a great company. And so we didn't want to drop them like a potato. So we had visit after visit after visit that we made zero money off of as a company. 
because we wanted to do right by the patient. What does that mean, skilled? You said oh, you that's just... a whole realm of medical, actually more logistics. We have to have in-home care for what I do. We have we're considered skilled intermittent care, and it needs to be something that requires the skill of a nurse. Okay. So, okay. Whether we're teaching you how to take care of your loved one, or teaching you how to take care of yourself. Or we're doing wound care that can't be taught or IVs, um, medication, education, but it needs to be considered skilled. And that's kind of a fine line. And if you have somebody sitting behind a desk that has never seen that patient before and they're going strictly off of paperwork and they decide that that that's no longer considered medically necessary and they're not going to pay for it anymore. Now the patient doesn't have what they need. So you... Let's go back here to where you were inspired. Um, you were inspired by um, hospice nurses. It it brings you into this world of nursing. You have a diehard passion for it, and now you're constantly uh, fighting like a, a a wave of uh, political red tape. Mm-hmm. Um, how much how much of that affects nurses on a daily basis where you you can't keep good people I'm sure because you're constantly dealing with rhetoric like that or is it kind of like when you get into this business you are already aware of that and so you as much as you hate it you you find the little pockets where you can maneuver and 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 get what you need or or deal with it or or is it just sort of like you find yourself having a hard time keeping good nurses because i i look at it like that has to be so frustrating yeah yeah it's like it's like this goes back to what we were talking about before where it's a thankless job because you could be doing so much um for a patient just to just to have somebody who's not even there right like the progress shut it down for whatever reason hands down like if you're a healthcare professional in any area what you hear number one is if it's not documented it wasn't done and what that means is like if you didn't document it in that patient's chart that you did it it literally doesn't count so all the extra little things that you're doing really mean absolutely nothing if you didn't put it in the chart it means everything to that patient it means everything to that patient's healthcare journey but oh i'm sorry i forgot to put it down in the chart because I had to put on a gown, a glo- gloves, a mask, a sure, face shield. Sure. I was sweating to death as I was trying to change this patient's dressing in a room where their family members wouldn't stop talking. And I'm trying to educate my patient and the call bell is going off next door or I'm getting a phone call from a physician. So, yeah, you know what? I'm sorry that I didn't document. I don't know how many all sponges I use that day Mm. it just is there's so much of that that it's exhausting and in home care like our clinicians or our nurses I say clinicians because they're not all nurses I have nurses PTs OTs home health aides a social worker um, that all work on my clinical team but like they're seeing patient after patient after patient and 
the time span of a day, plus their drive time, plus calling doctor's offices, plus getting callbacks, plus having other patients that they didn't even see that day calling them because they've already built a good rapport with them. Anyway, like it just goes on and on and on and on. And they're just trying to get through their day like anybody else. And so at the end of the day, when you have to sit down in front of a computer Mm. and make sure all this is written down, it's. And your brain's already fried. Right. Like, you know, we encourage our clinicians always to document at time at that time point when they're taking care of their patient. But like when you have everything and the kitchen sink overflowing in that visit, like, I'm sorry. Sometimes it just isn't the priority to sit in front of the computer and get it written down. And or you have then your patients that are more old school because most of our patients are older and they don't understand the concept of us having to do everything on a computer. And then they're making comments like all you do is sit on that computer. Um, without going in, into too much, because I, I really would like to get in, into um, so, some good uh, personal things that you like to do outside of work. But um, talk to me about... Um, you know, the worldview on uh, nurses and medical staff before and after COVID, or is it the same in your opinion? Is it more heightened? I think it's more heightened. Both, both ways, or is it, do you feel like there's more appreciation for what the nursing, for what the medical field does? The, the And I, I bring up nurses because it's, you know, those... You know, I go to the doctor's office and I get... Uh, you do? I got the doctor. Well, I'm just talking about in general. Like, I've been uh, there before, babe. Oh, okay. I haven't been there recently. All I'm right. just saying. But the nurse takes, you know, my my blood pressure and, and asks me the questions and I let the nurse know. And then uh, another nurse checks my weight or whatever. They're doing the work and then the doctor just shows up and he's like looking over some things and he's like, you know, okay, well, it's this, that, and the third and then they, then he's gone or she's gone. And so I feel like, man, the nurse, she does a lot more work or he does, you know, because, hey, nurses can be men too. Let's just mm-hmm. give the guys some yeah, I have here. a let's, male nurse on my clinical team right now. He's absolutely phenomenal. Let's just throw that out there. He it's is great. I'd let him take care of my family members. And non-binary, they listen. We, we it's an all-inclusive. Uh, we're, we're all inclusive here. I'm not. I'll be honest. When I when I met you, I was I was aware that there were male nurses. I just didn't think it was really common. And then you were, I, 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 you were like, no, it's 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 not. I, my I, partner in crime during nursing school was a male. There, there you go. So. Um, Okay, so back to the question. I'm sorry, I kind of went, went off topic you here. You did. But, um, <laughs> do you feel you do feel that it's more heightened? It is. You know, I, I don't know. It's 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 a tough position because you know it's kind of one of those awkward situations where, like, it's like, oh, the nurses, the nurses, the nurses, especially during this pandemic, um, they need you know, X, Y, and Z to be able to do their job. But then you have so many people that are like, I don't want to wear a mask. That's my right. And it's like, yeah, it is your right, but it's a basic human concept. Like if it's going to help me protect you, then why wouldn't you want to help me by protecting me? Right. 
like you wearing your mask helps save me and me wearing my mask helps save you. So we get into this whole thing like you I don't know like you can see a million memes when you scroll on social media about nurses and how exhausted they are and they are. It's a really tough job. I don't think that um, it's a it's a boohoo is me like I think nurses that do it that really have their heart in the right place they just get up every day and do it and that's it and there's no question about it but it's exhausting and we have nurses that are dealing with major issues and patients that are really sick and they're having to make very tough clinical decisions as well as you know physicians and surgeons and things like that people like that that are in in the healthcare system so yeah I think it is heightened um yeah, I think it is a lot of difficult decisions. I don't think it's been always a fair playing ground, but that's life. And, and um, yeah, it, it is life, and it's un- and it's unfortunate. But um, I believe that uh, you know the entire pandemic gave me a more a humbled outlook on what nurses go through, the medical staff, what doctors are going through. Um, and so, um, I know personally for me, I can, I can appreciate what, what you do and what others and you, like you do a lot more than I had, uh, five years ago when you met me and I was very skeptical of the medical field. Let's switch gears and let's talk about what, what are you doing, uh, to stay focused um, outside of work, to keep your to keep your mental strong, to keep your spiritual spirituality, because you're a very spiritual person. You you have you're very um, you have a high faith faith in God and Jesus Christ. I know that personally because I'm married to you. So your faith in God and faith in Jesus uh, is very strong. Um, you pray every morning. I do. Talk to me about your morning routine when you wake up and you want to keep your mind, get your mind straight and focused. What do you do? That's really personal. Goodness gracious. What's up? What's up? Um, I'm not saying give me a, <laughs> I'm not just saying. I don't know. Like I honestly, I start my day by just, you know, thanking God for another day and another opportunity to try to make good decisions in my personal life and my, the life of my children and the life for my family and, in the life of my career, like I, you know, pray for, I don't know, like I, I pray for the you people pray. that I pray a lot. Okay. I pray, I pray on my way to I didn't work. Even put you on the spot. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Was... No, no, no. You know, I'm an open book. It's just like, oh my god, I could go on and on and on about the things that I pray for. But you, you know, pray is what I'm saying. As much you... as people see me like laugh and joke around <laughs> and drink, everybody knows I love to have my wine uh, or whiskey or you know. Whatever else you want to throw at me. <laughs> Except tequila. Um, no, no tequila. I can't do tequila. Um, you know, I pray. I pray throughout the day. I, I pray for my kids. I pray for my clinical team. I, you know, I pray for the people that I know that are sick and struggling and going through things. I pray for the homeless in the summer when it's so hot because I know they have nowhere to go. And I pray for them in the winter because it's so freaking cold and they have no shelter. Like, I don't know. I just, I pray for 
I don't well, know. well, prayer is a big part of your, of your life. It's a it's a yeah. big part of your routine. I um, always joke and say that like I wanted to be closer to God, and He made me a nurse. There you go. Because all I do is pray. You're, you're <laughs> I'm praying. always like, oh my God, are you kidding me right now? Even Jesus, with, please help us. Even with a forearm in someone's abdomen, you're still able yeah, to pray. I'm, yeah, I'm like, Lord Jesus, please help this person heal. What kind of music do you like listening to to relax? Oh, it just depends on the day. Sometimes I like to listen, listening to Biggie and... Other days I like to listen to lo-fi beats and some days like when I was taking a shower before I came down I was listening to soft piano jazz. Soft piano jazz is what I, I know you like to listen to a That's lot. That's I listen to that when That's, I'm trying to decompress, yeah. I'm trying to relax. Even when we have a little dinner. I'm trying to just... And the girls go to bed and you know it's mm. quiet and relaxed. The kids are they're, uh, they're doing their own thing whether they're with us or if they're with their mom for the week and so it's just it's nice and quiet. I I know we we like to play some jazz. You you know what it is for me. I think I I talk all day, and I have people talking to me all day. My entire job is based off of like words and making decisions. <laughs> like I'm either trying to get information or I'm giving information all day. And so you just want it all day. I'm making decisions. That's why sometimes I'm like, I don't know. Just make the decision. I don't care. I am just tired of making decisions. <laughs> so I just want to listen to music that doesn't have words. And you just, yeah, there you go. And you want everybody to just be quiet. Yeah. I just want everybody to shut up. Yeah. Just please shut just up. Shush it. We don't tell anybody to shut up by the no. way. No. No, we don't. I do. We try I do to, sometimes. I, you do. I and, do. And I, I do. I, I try to listen. foster the kids expression of feelings and sure. healthy emotional behaviors. Sure. And all sure. That. Yeah. So, so you you have a. I mean, I mean, you love music. I mean, I love me a good salsa and a good bachata too. There Let me get on go. the dance floor, there please. You there you go. Do you? Um, well, I mean, you like a good cigar, too. I was going to say, I like to Shit. smoke a good cigar every once in a blue. I, I think the like, listeners should know when I met you, that was one of the first things I learned. And I was whip-a. like, that's it. That's it. I got to lock her down. I don't know. Cigar and whiskey. I don't drink whiskey like I used to, but I mean, uh, I, I I do like a whiskey Weak. every now and then. A little whiskey sour. <laughs> that's where I'm at right now. Um. I like playing with my kids. I enjoy, you know, talking to them and hearing their banter, even though sometimes it drives me up the wall. You know, I'm the queen of saying to you, <laughs> one of these days, they'll be all moved out and having lives yeah. of their own. And we're going to miss where, it. Where the office is going. I yeah, know. but no, I understand. Yes, it's um, it, it, yeah, it's hard. It's hard, but it's also it's bittersweet when you think of it that way. You get me all emotional now. You start putting those thoughts into I my know. head. So that's how I always look at it, especially like you know us having our last child. Like every moment that we have with uh-huh. her, that's her first is also our that's, last. Yeah, it's our last. It's also one step closer to us doing our own thing. That's how I like to look at it as well. Hashtag true. Uh, no, I'm sorry. That's People good. are listening to this and think I'm an asshole. <laughs> I don't really I mean, you can be sometimes. I mean, I do think that way, but not really. But your heart is way bigger than your assholeness. No, I, I will, I will admit that. Sure, I'll let, I'll let that shine a little bit. Um, I, I do agree with the uh, the thought process of you know wanting to have some quiet music because I too work. There's a lot of people talking. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of noise, and when I come home, the best sound that I can hear is nothing. At Still. least 
just for at least a half hour. Even on the way home, I don't hear it. It's I hear the traffic. I hear the AC running. I I got the music playing or talk radio. Sometimes Um, you just need to be still. I just want to be still. And that is one of the things that you taught me is to be still. So. Which was really hard for me because I'm a very restless person. I'm uh, always on I was just about to say, you like to go. I'm always on You like to go. So in this point in your life now. I feel guilty being still sometimes. What's that? I feel guilty being still sometimes. Yeah, I got to teach you. You did. You've taught me. It's so awesome to be still. I watch TV now. When yeah, you met me, I didn't we, even watch TV. You didn't watch, and now I introduced you to Sopranos, and we watched Breaking Bad, and um, Frankie and Grace. Frankie and Grace, and I, look, I, I introduced a whole new world of media to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was okay. there. I wasn't like living under a rock. I just no. was so busy that you were very busy, and I had to tell you, girl, you gotta slow down a little bit. You're gonna run yourself ragged. Back. Um, but I still fell in love with you, and that's the that's the honest truth. Wow, this is becoming a love is, cast. Well, this is me when I start to get a little. Uh, hopefully, I'll get some uh, some plugs from Victoria's Secret or something. I don't know. Maybe they'll... <laughs> that was so awkward. Um, <laughs> so let's let's look at this now and say, Alexandra loves to be on the move. She likes to go go go. What do you see yourself doing next? Is there anything? We always have our home projects, but I mean, is there is there something that you see, or are you are you do you feel you're at a good place right now that you just want to enjoy the moment and and ride it out? I think that's a a great way to say it or introduce it. I guess, like I I I have things that I want to do. I have things that are in the back of my head and there's things that are just ever so pressing in my heart but right now my focus needs to be my kids and I'm okay with that there you go for so long I my I was just so career driven and I'm at a point right now where I just want to be with my kids and I don't mean just my own two kids with you I mean my stepkids with you, my stepdaughter from my previous marriage, I just want to be here 100% present with them. And it's one of the decisions that was really big for me in changing jobs. Like, I, I didn't want the message to our kids to be, you go to school, you get a degree, you work hard, Mm -hmm. you have no life, you're always exhausted. Mm -hmm. Like, I need them to see that you go to school, you make healthy decisions, right? you live the life you want to live. Right. And I may not live the perfect life for everybody else, but it's perfect for me. That's all that matters. And I am, I can honestly say that I am happy. It's uh, it's the goal is to have the work home work life work life balance. Yeah. yeah, and that was really, really um, becoming difficult for me. Like I was becoming so aware that I was coming home and so burnt out from my day that I couldn't enjoy my kids or that my kids could see the angst 
from the nine hours, nine and a half hours before, which is not fair. Mm-hmm. Like it, what I chose to do for a living, who I chose to work for, the environment that I chose to put myself in is not their fault. And they shouldn't have to reap the repercussions of those choices. And I can, like, there's been so many times in the last, you know, going on four months where I am home and I'm just 100% present with the kids, not being on call, not waiting for one of my clinicians to call and tell me about whatever problem or dealing with a call off or whatever I'm home and I'm present and I'm here and they know that I'm listening and they know that I have time for them and that's the message that I needed them to see I needed them to see that they are my number one priority I think those are great goals especially the uh, being present for for the kids I think a lot of people uh, can relate to that goal and I think that's a great way to to write out, um, you know, a, a moment in your life where you're not chasing anything except what's what's important to you at the moment. Whatever it is, if you want to, you should chase it. Yeah, and Whatever you know, makes you happy. the decisions that or the the things that I want to do, it will all come. There's nothing right. that I don't have the power to do. There you go. I just have to want to do it bad enough. And the reality is, is that I spent so much of my life doing things that needed to be done in my head now. Like, they need to be done yesterday. (laughs) That's why when you and I met, like, I was always on the go. And I've learned that it's okay for me to make decisions after I pause. I don't have to do it right now. I love it. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, I think that's a fucking great way to look at it. And I think um I think you're gonna do a good job at that, babe, because you're a fucking awesome mom. Thanks. You're an awesome mom and you're a badass wife. Sometimes I don't know which direction I'm going in. And <laughs> I just want everybody to go to bed so I can have a glass of wine. And then the wine will, it's like a compass. Right. It's like a, it's it like is. A, a compass that will show you which, it, yes. usually it's to bed. Yeah. Go to bed. <laughs> Baby, thank you so much for doing this with me. Um, this is the first podcast. I, hopefully I can uh, I can learn from this experience and make the next one better, but I would have not one I wouldn't I never wanted to do this with anybody but you. My first episode I needed to be with you. Well, I hope I don't ruin your entire podcast yeah, and no, no, doom no, no, no. it for you life do. because I'm the first <laughs> boring person that you no. interviewed. No, 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 no. It's okay. But it's okay. No one's going to think that. If they think it's going to be boring, it's probably because I keep interrupting you. So I love you. Thank you so much, baby. I love you. And to the world that's listening, be kind to one another. And make good decisions. Make good choices. There, oh, there it that's is. That's what I always tell the kids. Make good choices. All right. Well, there you have it. My first episode, check mark done. Thank you again, Alexandra, my beautiful wife, for joining me. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Please click the follow button. Click the like button, click the share button, do whatever you got to do to keep in touch and keep up to date. My name is Felix Christopher Arroyo, and these are the Journeyman Chronicles. (laughs) 